Joseph, the eleventh son of Jacob, is deeply resented by his brothers for his status as their father's favorite. They act on their rage toward Joseph by throwing him into a pit. A reading from the book of Genesis. Jacob settled in the land where his father had lived as an alien, the land of Canaan. This is the story of the family of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers. He was a helper to the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his children because he was the son of his old age. And he had made him a long robe with sleeves. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Sheshem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Sheshem? Come, I will send you to them. And he answered, Here I am. So he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to, to me. So he sent him on the, from the valley of Hebron. He came to Sheshem, and a man found him wandering in the fields. The man asked him, What are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where are they pasturing the flock? The man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and and he became near to them. They conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, throw him into his pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him, that he might rescue him out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped, stripped him of his robe. The long robe was sleeved that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels carrying gum, balm, and rosin on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. For he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. Then some Midianite traders passed by. They drew Joseph up, lifting him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that a person who does these things will live by them. 
But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will descend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or, Who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written... How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead on the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped Jesus, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Holy Spirit of God, by your merciful and loving presence, so make my words, your words to us this day, so that all that we hear and receive is of you. And all to the glory of God, whom we have come to know and call, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Which is more amazing to you? That God brought good out of the evil that that Joseph's brothers intended toward him when they sold him into slavery? Or that Jesus calmed a storm at sea. 
Which is more amazing to you? The Joseph saga took place over many years with God working through circumstances of Egyptian and Canaan life to save a remnant of his people. They would see the years past as a time when God was with them, working for them on their behalf in everyday events. The Jesus story was a short incident in time which added to other incidents, convinced those who followed Jesus that he was the Son of God. And that event and other events together had such a cumulative effect that they called him Son of God and worshipped him. They would see God with them in Jesus in everyday events. Which is more amazing to me the Joseph saga, in which they saw God, that God was with them, or the Jesus story, in which they and we, and we see God with us in him. Well, I'm amazed by both. By the first, in which I discern God at work in the process and progress of time, and by the second in which I see God at work in the very specifics of time. As I reflect on times past in my, in my own life, I see God at work both in process and progress and in very specific ways in specific moments of time. And I'm amazed at what God has done. Things that I could not have even begun to ask for or imagine. The brothers of Joseph were amazed when they found him in Egypt, amazed that he was in such a high position in the courts of Pharaoh, that he was gracious to them in spite of the evil they had intended against him. Joseph was not limited in his sight by just dwelling on the harmful intent of his brothers. He was broadened in his sight, not blinkered, as Julian of Norwich would say, so that he could see God at work in all those events of his life and the events of his brother's life. The disciples in a boat at sea in the midst of a storm were amazed that when Jesus got into their boat, the winds ceased and the sea calmed. They could see God at work in that particular specific event. How are you amazed by God at work in your life? That you are here today is the result of God at work in your life. That you have accomplished all that you have throughout your years is the result of God at work in your life. That you have any sense at all of God at work with you, any sense at all of God with you, throughout the course of time, is God at work in your life. That you are even amazed by any of it or all of it, is God at work in your life to give you that sense of amazement. What amazes you most about your life to date in terms of how God has worked in the events of your life and through you?
nothing of your life or mine is accident. Absolutely nothing. All that has been and is been and is and will be are a series of events in your time, in my time, where God has been proactive. What amazes you the most? The story of Joseph, the story of the disciples or followers of Jesus in the gospel is good news. Your story is good news. A continuing gospel, if you will. When circumstances or people have put you down as Joseph was put down by his brothers, how has God raised you up? When storms have raged against you, as storms at sea against the disciples of Jesus... How has Jesus come to your defense and said, Be not afraid. It is I. I am with you. Think and remember, dear ones, about the many times in your life when you could not have taken one step forward, but for God in Jesus and through the Holy Spirit with you to encourage to enable you to endure and persevere, to get you through it one step at a time till it was passed. Think on those times when God inspired you, renewed you, uplifted you, and held you up. Those times are your story times. Finally this morning, remember this and think on this. God has in mind someone for you to tell your story to. It hasn't happened just for you to keep your story in yourself. It's happened for you to tell. So that others can find credibility in their stories by hearing yours. Someone needs to hear the gospel good news of your story. In the days and weeks and months ahead, wait, watch, look for surprises galore, and then look for that someone person needs to hear what you have to say.